What's going on, family? Welcome, everybody. Um, this is episode nine of the Almost Podcast. This is Anthony Manai speaking, and uh, today's episode is is going to be eye opening for many of you. Many of you going to get a better understanding of who I am as a man, um, who I am, and why I believe the things I believe in. Um, you know, following me on the internet and listening to these podcasts, as many people don't really know why I'm so passionate about this. And I can say it all the time during the podcast, but I'm passionate about this stuff and really speak my truth in such a, uh, uh enthusiastic way. But you never understand why. And today was the first time in a very long time that I had to sit down and reflect. And, you know, in preparation for this podcast... I had to sit down, take notes, and I had to bring myself back to the times that, you know, um, to those times where I wasn't who I am today, right? I'm so, I'm so busy with the day-to-day operations, excuse me, I'm so busy with the day-to-day operations with everything I'm doing and I'm always on the go. I'm always, oh, I got to kill it. I got to hustle. I got to make this thing happen nonstop going that I forget, you know, just I, I kind of forget who I was before all this. I never pick my head up just to reflect. And today I had to really think about those times that, um, you know, uh, I had to really ask myself the question, just like, why am I? Who I am today? Why do I believe in this stuff so much? And every time I get asked that question, I'm always answering people with, I just want to win, which is the truth, which is the most realest answer right now. That's the truth. Why I'm this way is because I just want to win. There is no why that makes me cry. This is just straight. I want to win. I'm taking full advantage of what life has to offer, all the opportunities available. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to go get it. I'm not going to run away. I'm going to go after it. But then when I was, again, in preparation of this podcast, I had to think, okay, why am I like that? Why am I this way? So I had to think back before that. I said, okay, cool. But then I had to go deep into the very beginning and remind myself that I used to be every the opposite of who I am right now. Everything I talk about is when I speak discipline, responsibility, honoring your word, be about it, make shit happen. I'm basically talking to my old self. And I, I've addressed that before in the past um, in, in, in many videos and even in the show. I've said I used to be a loser. But I, I have to go way before that. Way before that. And I have to think about the environment, the way I grew up. And I've been so lost in what I'm doing today. Not lost, but so focused. And I get so lost into what I'm doing in my mind and everything. I'm just working, hustling, making it happen. 
that I don't even remind myself about these times. I don't remember. I'm way past it. But I think it's very valuable for me to dig up these stories and these things that I've seen in the past because it will get you a better understanding of why I'm so passionate now. And for many years growing up, I've struggled with self-doubt and I struggled with confidence. And, you know, just fear took over my life. And I'm going to share with you some three stories that, you know, just three stories out of many that were very, not traumatizing, but impactful in my life in a way that's like, okay, um, it made me want to make a change. And these stories was me growing up in the Bronx. Again, we sp- I spoke about this before, but I never went deep. Um, <clears throat> growing up in the Bronx, going to school, uh, high school, middle school, um, you know, you always had to watch your back every time you went to school. Uh, because there's always kids from the projects, there's always hood kids who just want to come out and, you know, uh, play stupid, pick on people, rob somebody, make a name for themselves. And, you know, this one point, this one time in particular, again, one out of many, um, I was in high school and I was walking to school and school usually starts at eight o'clock. But this time I went a little bit late. I woke up late. I went about around 10 o'clock. And on my way to school, I see this guy, this big dude, just hug, like like put his arm over the guy's shoulder and hug, like walk with him as if they're buddies. And all you see him is take out his gun from his pants and put it to the stomach. Right, so he's holding the guy. So imagine, like, to your rib, like to your gut, where the gun is there, and he's putting his hand over the guy, and he's trying to rob him. Right, so I see this from about, uh, you know, um, not too far away, like five more, like a two-minute walk. It's like, holy shit, I'll run into them. But like, I see this from a little bit far away as I'm getting closer up the block, up the block. They're walking alongside each other, but they stop. And I'm like, what is that guy doing? And then that's when I saw the gun. And then that's why I crossed the street, right? I crossed the street because I was like, oh, man, I want to deal with this. I'm soft. I really don't want to deal with this right now. Um, I saw the guy give him his stuff, right? The kid was getting robbed. I saw him give up his stuff. And uh, the, the guy who's, you know, with the gun, he... Took the stuff, ran across the street to somebody else and did the same thing. Put his arm around the other guy, you know, and I saw him do the same thing. Luckily for me, I went inside school safely. Nothing happened. But again, that's information that's downloading into my mind as a teenager. This is my bubble. This is my world. This is my reality. People get robbed going to school this is what I see all the time not just that just people getting bullied and picked on and you know a lot of violence right and uh you know with fights and things like that on my way to school like that's a real thing but this is just information being downloaded into my mind as a child 
Well, as a teenager. Let's go even further back than that. Um, there was one time where I was watching the NBA Finals, right? And it, and I believe Kobe Bryant was in the Finals. I think it was the Lakers versus the Celtics. I don't know. I don't remember when was that. But I know Kobe Bryant was in the Finals. I know the Lakers was there. I think it was against the Celtics. And... Um, while I'm laying down on the couch eating ice cream, watching this game, wasn't really a basketball fan growing up. I'm just watching it just to watch it. It's the finals. Hey, look, it's the finals. And all I hear is two shots go off. Right? So it's like, pop, pop, very loud. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's that? And many times before you hear that, 90, like 90% of the time, well, let's say 85% of the time, it's fireworks and it's like, you know, you know, firecrackers. And the other and the other time is like, the rest of the time is gunshots, right? So we don't know. So you're always looking outside. What is it? What is it? It sounds like gunshots. So you go always go outside, you look. It's like, oh man, it's not going on. Like, you know, I'm like, what, what's going on? I'm looking right to my right. I was like, oh, it's not going on. It's whatever. Not really think about it. It's normal. Then I look to my left and I see this guy with his left hand holding his stomach, right? And he's using his right hand to lean on the cars. So he's like, oh, he's like, like, you know, so just picture this, his left hand holding his stomach and his right hand is leaning on the cars. He's walking very slow. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? He looks pretty drunk. In my mind, you know, he looks pretty drunk. Like, we don't see this. I don't, I'm not used to seeing, you know, a guy. I was like, this, there's no way this guy is being serious right now. A few seconds later, he tries to walk into the building. He falls straight flat on his face. And this guy's just laying there. Like, he just fell over. And I'm like, holy shit. So I get scared. And <clears throat> I go back to the to the living room. I lay back down on the couch. And I'm watching the game. And, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, that guy's fucked up. You know, I was thinking about this guy. I was like, there's no way. I heard gunshots, but there's no way this guy's dead. You know what I mean? Or there's no way. So, like, there's no way he got shot. I'm thinking. Five minutes later, I get back up. I go back to the kitchen window. I look out and I see a pile of blood around him. A huge, just blood just leaking over. Um, the guy died. And again, as a child, a teenager growing up, all this is being downloaded into my mind. And <clears throat> the cops came. And when the cops came, um, I was like, oh, shit. You know, somebody saw it, too, I guess. And somebody called the cops. And I watched him just go into the ambulance like he was dead. He was literally dead. 
I for the first that was my first time seeing a guy getting shot real life. I didn't see him get shot, but I saw him just he was living like literally two seconds ago. And then I saw him just fall over and just gone. Like crazy. Um you know, uh and I you know, I, I backed away from the window. And I was like, oh, shit, somebody literally just died in front of the building. It's just negative information being downloaded into my mind. There was this other time before that where um, on my block, what we used to do every weekend, we used to play football, right? And we used to call everybody outside the window. Yo, they used to all, all call my name. Yo, aunt, you coming downstairs, bro? I'm like, yeah, I'll be downstairs. Go downstairs. Uh, we always hang out, play football, talk shit. You know what I mean? And there was this one time we were playing football. And this one dude came to the block and said, hey, man, I got a team out over there and the projects. Because we every where this place we played was like it was a parkway so it was like there was a street kind of like a mini highway type of thing then it was the football field well the park that we use as football field and then on the other side is more like another street going the opposite direction right but it's like a highway it looks like a highway like a mini highway type of thing and um but across from where we live uh, and then there's a football field, and then on the other side there's the projects. So it was like these, like we, I never been in there prior to that. Um, prior to this time, I never been in there. So I'm like, oh man, that shit's super ghetto. You know what I mean? Where I'm from is is pretty average, middle class, lower ghetto. You know, people die in front of the building. Yeah, true, but. You go in there and the projects is like, yo, this is super broke. Like, you are super done. Um, So the guy came on the field like, yo, I got a bunch of project friends that want to play you guys because we see you guys every week. You know, if y'all out for a game, it'll be hood versus hood. No problem. And we're like, yeah, fuck it. You know, we thought we was the best people in the neighborhood, the best kids playing football. We're like, fuck it. Yeah, we got a squad. We got like 20 people ready to go. And he's like, all right, well, we'll see you this week coming up, this Saturday. No problem, right? Well, next Saturday, because we was playing football. It's like, all right, we'll see you. During the week, we was rallying up the team. It was like, yo, this is what we're going to do. This is the game, the game plan. This is what's going to be, you know, this is what's up. Um, We rally everybody up. We're calling people out the window, because that's how we used to just do it. You know, you know, like, yo, come downstairs. They come down. We all get dressed. We all walk to the thing. We look like an army. We thought we was like, yeah, we're about to beat these dudes. We get to the field. There's literally 45 to 50 kids, project kids, waiting for us on that football field. And <clears throat> they were all playing. Of course, it was, they were all practicing already. They were already there. The game started at 3. They were there like at 1 o'clock, 12, all packed because we, we wanted to go practice too. And when we go there a bit early, they're already practicing and there's like fucking 45 to 50 kids. They didn't want to start it. When we got there, they didn't even want to start a game because it was waiting for more people. 
just 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 everybody wearing red red flags because they were all bloods and during this time I'm like holy shit okay cool like these people look ghetto as fuck we play the game while we play we meet them whatever we start playing and then we get into we we start losing heavy they start scoring on us it's like 10-0 right we'll go by ones every touchdown was one point it's like 10-0 and we had this guy on our team who was very athletic where he got upset and he, we would make a comeback right cuz he was so good at what he he knew how to play the game so well he got so upset that we started coming back he's like oh we got to come back let's do this he started pumping everybody up um, we were we were scoring back. We were scoring touchdowns. It was like four to ten, you know, four our our points, and they have ten points. And we're like, yeah, we're making a comeback. And they got so upset. These project kids were getting so mad that we were coming back. They they would talk to us very disrespect, like they would disrespect us, curse at us, talk about neg- like negative stuff, just negative shit to, to try to get in our head. And it's sports, it's competitive. We're trying to, you know, whatever. We're getting into it, whatever. <laughs> Bear with me, guys, because I'm also trying to remember this um, this story to make sure I tell you guys to the T. So bear with me if I'm kind of, uh, you know, pausing and stuttering a little bit. Um, so we're making a comeback. And it was to the point the guy on our team, the athletic dude, like the super athletic dude, he's like extremely talented, um... He gets upset and he's like, yo, stop talking to us this way because we're over here playing a friendly game. Long story short, they wanted to fight and he wanted to fight. So they're like, all right, well, let these two guys that want to fight, let them shoot the fair one, which means let them have a one-on-one fair fight. Let them fight. Cool. So just imagine they got like 45 kids. We got like 20-something kids. So you got about, what, 60-something kids, 65, 70 kids just surrounded this this these two guys who were about to fight and you know we're like yo fuck them up our side is like fuck them up the other side is fuck them up again negativity being downloaded into my mind negativity as a kid just downloaded into my mind all this is happening they fighting the guy on my team two pieces the other guy but boom and he stiffs him, which like he hit him right in the face, but this guy just gets stiff and falls forward. And I I remember this so clear that I will never forget this day. He's he punched him twice, like he two pieced him. As he's falling forward, this guy's like has a smiley face. So he's falling over with a smiley face. Like a joker kind of smiley face. Boom, he gets knocked out. But when he saw the smiley face, everybody thought he was bullshit. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, because he was getting punched in the face, but he was eating it. Like, he was like, hit me more. And my boy from my hood was punching him, kept punching him, kept punching him. He was like, ah, I, I eat this. I eat this. What's up? And everybody's like, oh, this guy's a beast. Then he hit him with the two-piece. Ba-ba! The guy leans over and he has this like Joker looking smiley face. So everybody thought he was bullshitting, but he was really knocked out. It was like, Pah! that's what you get for being stupid. Like he was telling him, punch me. And it wasn't even like a fight. He was trying to brag that he can eat his punches. Guy falls down 
And we was like, holy shit, that's crazy. Like, is he bullshitting? So my boy at that time, not my boy anymore, he, he cocks back with his leg and does like, imagine like, like he's playing soccer. He just, bam, like kicks him straight in the face with his cleats. We were like, holy shit. This dude on the floor got kicked in the face with some real like heavy cleats. Like with a cleat so fucking heavy and right in the straight in the face when he's knocked out. He was bleeding on every hole in his eyes. So through his mouth, through his nose, through his eyes, through his ears. So every, I'm sorry, every hole in his face. Yeah. So he was bleeding on every hole in his face, which is eyes, ears, nose, mouth, like bleeding, heavy blood. And everybody scattered. Everybody ran. And everybody was running. And then the cops, you know, again, because the, the football field's on the parkway, the cops were driving by. They saw it. They saw just everybody just like a bunch of kids in one circle was going on. So they, they put the vehicle, like they drove the vehicle through the fucking park with the sirens and everybody scrammed like cockroaches. While everybody was running away, this guy would looked at me and said, yo, you lucky I don't fuck you up. He was like, that's your man, you're lucky I don't fuck you up. And he was like, everybody was just running, 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 running. Again, negativity being downloaded into my mind. And the reason why I tell you these stories, and these there's many stories. But I tell you these three because these are the ones that stand out the most when I think back and look back. At my environment I grew up in, it's like I truly lived in a bubble. Um, no sign of opportunities around. No sign of opportunity. Negative information being downloaded by the conversations, by the thing I, the the things I saw, like the things I saw. Um, my parents watching the news all the time, so they're looking at this same type of information and they're passing it on to me. Hey, man, just be careful out there. It's never a thriving environment. It was never, hey, you know, um, life is going to be good. It's always like, I don't even know if I'm ever going to win. So now in my adult life, when I'm 18 years old, starting a business, all this stuff is being rolled over into my adult life. Where now you're telling me to go off and win. When I, I don't even believe in myself. I can't even look at myself in the mirror and believe that I'm actually going to be victorious in anything I do. That I'm going to come out and actually fucking succeed in anything. So I struggled for so long. With self-confidence, with, you know, um, self-doubt, I mean. Um, I didn't think I'd, someone like me could ever succeed. How can I do business with somebody who's never been in this situation? Like, they don't understand where I, what I've seen or what I've gone through. You know, every night I used to cry every single night, every single night. Saying, why my, why is this life? Why? Why I don't believe in myself? Why am I so afraid? 
And everything that I am now, I was the total opposite in the past. I will bullshit my way to things. I remember closing deals with people um, in this one business I was building. Just bullshit. Just bullshit. Telling people that I'm mad successful. That shit's whack. That's whack. I'm bullshitting. Telling people I'm successful when I know I'm not. That's not being an honorable human being. I really won't take action that much. I won't take personal responsibility in my own life. I'll make excuses. I'll blame everybody else but myself. Um, I wasn't disciplined. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I would just do things for attention. That's who I used to be. Straight loser. Blaming everybody. Not really wanting to take action. Not afraid to take personal responsibility. And um, I needed to make a change. If I really wanted to win, I had to make a change. And this is why I'm so passionate about the things I talk about. Because I made that change. I looked at it as like, okay, someone from the Bronx who's seen all this stuff. Again, there's many stories. I just pulled three who, that's just, you can pull off from a movie. Like, this is real life. I've seen this with my own eyes. I had to make a change and say, what am I doing, right, that I just need to convince myself and say, okay, what can I do to no longer be associated with this environment? What can I do? Okay, I need to read books. No problem. I'll educate myself. Um, a lot of it was, okay, I look whack. I don't like the way I look. I had to change everything, which is why, hey, why do I hit the gym so hard right now? Is because in the beginning, I needed a reason why I, want, I, need, I needed to convince myself I was worthy for success. So I had to change my physique. I had to change my body. I had to change my, my looks to see I can be successful in something. Because I never won in anything, you know? When it came to real life stuff, you know, school was, I, I was... I wasn't that good at school. But I had to I had to do things and say, okay, I got to change my entire way of life. Why I wake up at 3.57 in the morning, which I always talk about, because I needed that confidence booster. Something to get me, oh, wow. Yeah, I do something no one else does. Why do I have to change my body? I used to be super skinny. Those who know me from the past know I used to be extremely, I used to be so skinny, just a skinny kid running around. And now people are like, hey, man, your physique is great. I want to be like you. I want to get to your body. I'm like, oh, you know, this is just who I am today. But at that time, I had to, I wanted to get to that. I needed to see another character. Like I had to create a character in my mind. What would this guy be? And I had to, I wanted to become that. And I became that, you know? What would a super confident dude look like? What kind of moves will he make? You know, what would a super confident guy do during these situations? And Because people look at me and say, man, you're so confident. How are you just to make moves after moves after moves? How are you doing it? How are you doing it? 
when it's past the point of, oh, I don't know if I can do this, can I? Like, it's past the point of self-doubt. How do you get to that point? And it's, it's about changing everything that you're self, like you have um, um, everything that you're not confident about within yourself. Changing everything you struggle with. Okay, if it's fear, it's you don't like the way you look, fix that. You know, if it's waking up earlier, everyone else, fix that. Is this from the food you eat? Fix that. That's what I had to do. And I had to do things in order to see the results. I use everything to my, what's the word I'm looking for? I use everything around me to my advantage. I use what I had to my advantage. It was, again, I apologize on the way I'm articulating this. I'm really just trying to dig deep, think back to these times because, again, every single day I literally, like, I feel like I erased a lot of things from my mind because I was so unhappy with the person I was. So a lot of these things, I'm so on the move because I never want to be there ever again. I don't want to be that guy ever again. Broke, afraid, living in this box. How am I supposed to compete? How am I supposed to tell people, hey, follow my moves or, or do real big business if I'm struggling to even make a move? I needed to see a result. I never blamed anything. I said, okay, you know, after all the tears and all the stuff, I will always still just try. I will use, okay, I don't have this. I'm at a disadvantage. Okay, let me use what I have until I can upgrade and get other things. You know, like me doing business on my fucking cheap phone at the time. I had to do that, make some money, flip it, get another phone. You know what I'm saying? Or me trying to do a video, me using my iPod Touch camera with broken screens and it's like half chipped, like half the bottom of it is chipped. I need to use that until I can make some money and then I can flip it, get another camera, use that, make some money, flip it, get another camera, you know, higher quality stuff and just use everything to my advantage. Use everything... Not to my advantage. What I'm trying to say is use everything around you that you have available to you right now. Use it to get to that next level. Don't look at it as the reason why you can't be the tip top 1%. I was never like that. I never thought about that. I knew I was whack. I knew I wasn't up. I knew I wasn't up. I was not epic at all. I knew I, I I wasn't, I had to just see if I can win with this little iPod or if I can win with this broken up phone with these clothes that are baggy as fuck, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I look dirty with no haircut. If I could still show up and close a deal, what can I do if I still have money? Because the struggle will reveal who you really are. What you do in these times right now, if you're not winning or... If you're not where you want to be, those are the times. These are the times that reveal who you really are. And everything I am today right now 
is so I can never be that guy ever again. Which is why I created the about it life. Why am I about it? Because I am fucking about it. Because I, I spent years not being about it. I spent years in fear. I spent years in self-doubt. Debating if I should make this move. Debating if I'm good enough. Nervous. Super nervous when I'm trying to make a small little move. Thinking what everybody thinks about me. Oh, what does this guy think about me? Lying out of my fucking face. Because I had no morals or principles. Everything changed. Once I committed on this path. Once I said, you know what? I need to be a real man. That's the only way. And that's when I understood that if I have these foundational principles, I can do anything in life. I can do anything. So, you know, a couple of ways for you to gain this confidence and gain this momentum. Because a lot of times when you don't have any experience, you know, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't believe that you're actually good enough to even do anything. Right. Without the right preparation, without the right work ethic, you will never be you. You won't even see yourself as being successful. You can't even visualize it. It's just too difficult because there's no there's no sign at all. So a couple of things is you should be doing on a day to day basis. It's what I do every day. The three fifty seven a.m., all this stuff, the working out twice a day, the eating the right food. A lot of it is voluntary discomfort. Which means putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation every single day so you can overcome it. And when you win, it's adding this other layer of confidence. It's like you experience uh, an uncomfortable situation. What's uncomfortable to you? Discipline is very uncomfortable. Having to show up, having to do things, whether you want to or not, is very, very uncomfortable. So when you put yourself, you know... Through this stuff and you do things to yourself, you're like, oh, man, you're building that confidence. You're giving yourself that reason. You know, if you're in business and, you know, you're afraid to talk to people, you got to talk to more people. If you're afraid to talk to people, you have to talk to more people. Think about it. If you're afraid to even talk to one person, you got to book it down your schedule. I got to talk to 100. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. Um, you know, for so long that I forgot why I got into this habit of doing these things is I'm so far removed from what the person I used to be that I just now move with this forward momentum. It's just nonstop. I got to get it. I got to make it happen. Um, so voluntary discomfort. And, you know, when you're afraid of these things, when you're afraid of the little things, you will never find your re- you will never find the confidence needed to succeed. You will never find that confidence um, because you avoid the work. And I know I'm a bit all over the place, but, you know, digging deep into my story of what I've seen, it makes sense. That there's people who accept that as their reality. They accept that as life. And there's others that use that 
use it as fuel to get to the next level. And that's what I did. So confidence, my friends. Every single day you should be putting yourself in a situation you have to overcome. For me, I don't like running, so I run. I don't like running, so I run. And these are the things I do early mornings or on weekends, you know, when I'm running on the football field or something, I'm doing something I don't like to do. But when I overcome it and I make it happen and I succeed, I'm building my confidence. And uh, that's all I needed to do for me. Once I saw the light and entered the tunnel, it's off to the races. It's like I can win. Put my head down. Let me build myself up. Let me, if it takes five to ten years to build the foundation, let me still build it. Let me put in the work, the groundwork, just to have that solid foundation because I can succeed in anything. So I'm telling you guys, if you're struggling with being confident, if you're struggling with fear, I understand. I understand your pain. I understand. If you're soft, I understand. Because I used to cry every single day. Every single day. Because I knew the truth. Deep down, I knew the truth. I knew I was just soft. I knew I wasn't making any moves. I didn't believe I was ever going to win. What if I just stay in the same position every single day? I want more to life. I want more to life. Why everyone else gets to win but me? But it was all those years downloading, downloading this negative information in my mind that put me in that position where I thought the world was like not bigger for my environment. I had to break out of that. And again, that's all up to you. It's all a decision. It's all a decision. And those of you, I know if you're listening to this, you definitely want change in your life because you won't be listening to this for no reason. So I definitely know you're making the right moves. But that thing you've been avoiding, you have to do. That thing you've been avoiding the most, you're going to have to go out and do it. The thing you're afraid of, you got to do it. It's the only way. Adversity builds character. The struggle builds character. And what you do in these times will reveal or expose who you really are. It'll either promote you and people will cheer you on. Wow, this guy's a beast. This girl's a beast. Or it will show that you was meant to lose. You was built to lose because you chose it. That's the life you chose. So with that being said, guys, hopefully you guys found this a bit valuable. Kind of get a little understanding why I am the way I am. How I, you know, throughout my journey growing up. And I'm going to be sharing way more stories in other episodes on why I am the way I am. And just based on the topic as well. But there's so many stories. There's so many things I've seen that uh, kept me from making, like that alone is what kept me from making any moves. And in order to break out of that, I had to be extreme, which is why I'm extreme. I'm extreme right now, and I go all in 16-hour days every single day because I can't chill. I can't relax for a second. I can't take my foot off the gas. I can't. I just can't. I can't just sit around, oh, you know, 
just relax and chill and I just can't because I do not want to be that guy. I do not want to be that guy that I was a couple years ago. It goes back to me saying I have to work 10 times harder to get to zero. And that's why I'm the way I am. Family, listen, if you haven't done so yet, check out the About It Life store. You go to theaboutitlife.com. You can go check out the hats, the merch, the uh, the cups, the, uh, the T-shirts, everything we have there. If you support the movement and really rock with this message, go check that out, theaboutitlife.com. I appreciate you guys so much. If you can support the movement, it means so much to me. Also, I do run a private mastermind group. Uh, I call it my inner circle. It's the aboutitclub.com where you can go there and it's a $25 a month membership where you and I come together every Tuesday night, right? It's a group of us, a group of like-minded individuals. If you want to tune in every Tuesday nights at 9 p.m., we uh, we talk about imp- important topics, Um and, and we discuss them after, you know, there's a lot of people that on their journey to growth, on their journey to, uh, um, you know, to, to really understanding the mind and understanding philosophy and understanding what it takes to actually win. Um, a lot of people don't have a community around them that are going in the same direction. So if you're looking for something like that, if you want exclusive content of mine, there's articles, videos, exclusively in the aboutitclub.com. You can go check that out. It's a $25 a month membership. Um, there's no commitments. You can cancel anytime if you don't find value in it. So with that being said, family, um, go check out the aboutitlife.com and go check out the aboutitclub.com. Thank you so much for listening in.